know, the dude who uh, wrote The Reigns of Castamere, he got his BMI ASCAP money in last night's episode. I mean, they had like, what, seven different versions of that song last night? The Lannisters did work. They got some stuff done. And people in the name of the Lannisters got some stuff done. We're going to get to all of that, but this was a crazy episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nuts. It was, it was just, it was nuts. No air breaks. Do not, you know. I think I was standing the whole time, sitting down and then standing back up. It was intense. It was crazy. Uh, so right out of the gate, they don't even wait. Uh, John rolls up to Dragonstone, just rolls right up, just like it's nothing. Just he's right there. There's no precursor. He's just, you know, credits, John rolls up. And he's met on the beach by Tyrion and Missandei. And uh, so weird to see the Dothraki standing on the Dragonstone beach. It's just not even right. But the first thing they do is they take away his whip, his way to get back to the ship. And I'm like, okay, that's, uh, that's not awesome because, you know. You're at Dragonstone. Kind of need to get out of there in a hurry. Did he? Uh, I'm trying to because it, it hit me kind of weird. It's like, did he have a double take when they were lifting that yeah, boat? He was like, he did not like it. Like about what was it? The eight strapping, you know, Dothraki were taking away his boat, and he's like, what the fuck? It's like, yo, it's I parked myself. I'm not in valet here, right? Exactly. And they're like, nope, we got this. We'll just, you know, keep your ticket. So. You kind of have this, you know, Tyrion hasn't seen Jon since they traveled to the Wall together. Um, Tyrion's changed much. He's, you know, been through battle. Jon's been through battle. They've been through some shit. They've seen some stuff. They've both uh, evolved and changed themselves. So there's that kind of like, hey, what up, homie? How you doing? How's it been going? And uh, there was just that moment where you're like, okay, this is a strange reunion that I'm really digging. I'm loving this reunion. And... As we're walking up the, those long-ass steps from the beach to the throne room, I mean, eat your Wheaties, work out, you know, because you need cardio just to get up those bitches once, right? Uh, Varys is probably not taking these steps often. Just saying. Not a fat joke. I'm just saying he doesn't look a man who, well, he is a merman. Maybe he doesn't, he just, he just, he's always on a body of water. I don't know. Anyway, so they take this long walk and, and on this long walk a couple of things happen so uh, i noticed that Tyrion takes the time to tell john hey i didn't uh, sleep with your sister that wasn't consummated john's like didn't want to know that he goes well just saying just so you know just so you know didn't touch her and he said you know she she knows more than she lets on and john's like well she's letting on now so she's she's got it john not big with details and as they're walking along, I love this moment where, well, it's even before we get there, Davos is like looking around the place going, man, this place has changed. You know, because uh, when he was there last, Stannis was, you know, burning people up and Mel was over there encouraging him to and Maester or two gets poisoned or at least one Maester. So like they've gone from burning bodies on the beach to, I don't know if it's good or well, it's probably better because it's not Stannis and he's a fool. But yeah, he's looking around going, got a bunch of Dothraki standing here on the beach. This is... Strange. But they're up the steps, and the dragons come swooping over, and Davos and John hit the fucking deck. <laughs> and probably shit a little bit in their pants. I'm just thinking just a little bit of a, uh, some dookie probably happened in some leather pants. Little shart. Little shart. Because they haven't seen them. It's like, what? It's, yeah, they just got buzzed by a fucking dragon. Yeah. Three of them. They say three of them all go to roost. But the one, yeah, Drogon, he's the showboater. He's like swooping overhead. Now, he's either dipping down to say, hey, Unc, and no one speaks dragon. And, you know, nobody gets it because John himself doesn't even know he's a Targaryen. But we have that big meeting in the throne room. Now, this is your, uh, well, all the way to the throne room. You get Varys and uh, Mel standing up on the cliff watching them arrive. And he's like, why don't you want to go down there and say hello to your, uh, your buddy? Huh? He's all goading and sassy in her face. And she's like, yeah, you know, we didn't really leave things very awesome the last time I saw him. And Davos is kind of hating my guts because I said a little girl he liked on fire, but really didn't see eye to eye. And he's like, she's like, my part of bringing fire and ice is done. That was my part. I brought together ice and fire. That's my part for now. I'm out. I think she says she's going to bounce to Volantis, right? Yeah, she's going to go on a vacation for a little bit. Yep. And he's like, I tell you, you need to stay up out of here and never come back again. This is Varys telling her to stay away. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm coming back. And he's like, no, I'm trying to warn you. And she cuts him off and she says, uh, I'm going to die in this strange country. This is basically she's saying, I know where I'm going to die and it's here, as will you. So will you too, homie. 
What what did what did you take of like him saying that you you're gonna have enemies here? I mean, okay, we already know that Davos and John don't like her that much, but who else? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like she was. Well, maybe because you know he's a drama starting bitch. He he might have started some shit in her name. He just truly fucking hates her guts. Is he all jelly? I think he's just he's had a long standing problem with just um, fire magics in general and thinks they're all hokum. You know, that's what happens when they cut your junk off as a boy and set it on fire in the name of. But I think he's just always had a problem with Melisandre because he's seen how she's manipulated uh, people and been wrong so many times. So. Yeah, I just thought I just thought it was weird when he you're said. You're going to have enemies, enemies here. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I can only think of two of them. And I just, he that one's more out. important than he really is. Yeah. Because in this particular case he's like rolling his neck at her and she's just sort of deadpan looking at him going he's straight rolling his yeah, neck yeah and at she's her. just looking at him going i'm sorry dude i don't think you understand i'm gonna die in this uh, strange country just like you so that he's shook you can see he's like what did she just say because he's always the person with the last word he's always got the the punchline and she's like okay i'm out you know i'm gonna come back here my next thing to do is just to die so she's got a, a part to play. So we probably won't see uh, Carice Van Houten to, till, you know, I'm going to say season eight. So that's a wrap on, you know, Carice until we see her either in a, a fiery season finale or in the great war to come. But I feel like she's bouncing to Volantis, maybe get some business done there, get her choker shined up, whatever. And she's going to come back and do some stuff. And then we go to the throne room. We're finally there. Yeah. And we were talking about last week, is John going to bend the knee? Yeah. And it was like, no, yeah, well, just to. And then it was like, nah. Well, it was kind of funny. He was telling Masande takes about an hour to introduce Danny because she's got all these fucking titles, right? And then we get, it's Davos's turn, and Davos is like, this is Jon Snow. And then he has a pause. He goes, oh, and he's the king of the north. And Tyrion finds this hilarious because that's just it. He, that's all he's got. And, uh, you know, Danny's up there like being – and we've seen Danny do all the things that Danny does, but John hasn't seen her uh, do her thing. He's been busy um, fighting White Walkers and being killed by his men and being brought back from the dead by Mel. So, And they don't know that. Neither knows each other's story, right? Yeah. So they're both kind of rolling each other very arrogantly. Ah, rah, 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 rah. They give each other like history lessons in the Starks and the Targs. And she's saying like, Tarin bent the knee to Aegon. And I'm laughing, going jokes on you. John's real name is Aegon. There's this whole kind of moment where she's wanting him to bend the knee. And he doesn't want to bend the knee because he's got shit to take care of. And he's been entrusted with this power. But what they, neither one of them know is that he's a Targ and he shouldn't be bending the knee at all. Yeah, that 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 whole scene there made me kind of. You were getting irritated. I was getting irritated. I mean, because we waited for this for so long, and now it's like just a bunch of busters in the room not listening to each other. That's true. Like, but I mean, it's I mean, but I see that's how it really is in life. I mean, like it's just everyone has their own opinion and and experiences, and you have to work at. Understanding, understanding each other. Well, Tyrion says uh, later when there's the, the brood off on the cliff, he's like, you know, you're expecting her to get you in like one single meeting. It's not going to happen. And if you go and talk to these people that she's uh, freed and given them their first shot at like freedom, they'll tell you all kinds of great stories about her. So. Yeah. I mean, they both in their own, they both have. He's not arrogant. She is. And I think that's what chaps my hide. Is that's that she's what, yeah, arrogant. She was arrogant about it. But bitch it. did walk out of a burning building twice. Yeah. And she did get sold and all that. She, raped. All those other John things. John hasn't been yeah, raped. No. It, and it's just, you know, but it's like, it's like you have the three dragons. Some, you know, some nobody is coming asking for help. But are we being a little misogynist and not giving? Is it because, you know, we're just we're being too hard on Danny? Bitch has been through some shit. She's seen some No, crap. it is. And I think it's I think it's it's because we know the backstory. John got smirked at and treated by treated badly by Caitlin, but not abused or raped or anything. He he took himself to the wall just so he could serve a purpose. And he was like hazed and then had to go and, you know, fight off a bunch of white walkers. And he did get assassinated by his men, and he came back to life. Okay, he's got that one on Danny. 
you know, they've both had some pretty miserable childhoods. Yeah. I just I just thought it was going to be a little bit more of a, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to be a big dick swinging thing. I'm not surprised, though. You know, but uh, yeah. But, but when you think about it, yeah, that's what it's going to be. Because even Terry had said that. It's like, what do you expect? Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. And what does it. she expect? Yeah. You know, and I'll skip to it because it happens later when their first meeting doesn't go so well. And I think she's on her way to making some big declaration when she gets word that um, Yara's fleet uh, that was headed to um, King's, King's Landing, Landing. Is, is sacked by Urin's fleet. They got jacked. They got jacked up, yo. And so I think she's on her way to making some. She's hot under the collar because she's mad about this. The, the Starks pledged to bend the knee forever, dude. And he's like, yeah, but let me remind you that your pops totally killed my granddad and my uncle. Rickard and Brandon were killed in the throne room. And she's like, okay, let me be the first to say I apologize on the behalf of my shitty dad. And please understand that the sins of the father are not mine, not the daughter's. I'm not my dad. And he's like, great, I, I agree. You're not the Mad King. But I also don't have to hold to this whole, this old school uh, Terran Stark thing. Lady, I don't remember that oath. I didn't keep that oath. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't here. You know. It was not my thing. But she's just like kind of like, you know, you need to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you haven't earned that. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know you. And he says to her, with all due respect, I don't know you. And I, I think this meeting for me ended up being very satisfying upon a second watch because I think it would have been way too easy for them to be like, hey, what up, homie? Yeah. I mean, it would. It, and then start yeah. hugging each other's neck. Yeah. And then if, you're, if you've been on the Internet today, and I have um, – People have been shipping Danny and uh, John before they even met. So there's a lot of let's get it on kind of thing. I don't know about you guys. I think it's uh, to each his own for me. I'm not an incesty kind of uh, shipper. I just don't like to see uh, blood kin hook up. That's why Jamie and Cersei, uh, I've never been cool with it. Not going to be cool with it. So I don't like the whole shipping thing is happening. And I'm like, does it really? Do we have to? See, we wouldn't want it to go that way. No. They were interpreting, and and you tell me if you saw this. When he goes back out to check her at the wall, like she's hanging out watching her dragons fly around, and she's saying, they're named after my brothers, they're not here anymore. They have a better talk, because they're not surrounded by their representatives. It's just one-on-one, one talk to the other, and they don't even know this. And she's like taking stock of her dragons and going, well, you know, people didn't think dragons were real. And she's kind of giving a little bit of a lean to maybe I should consider that White Walkers are real. Yeah, I got that same feeling. And she takes Tyrion's advice. Have your dragon glass. It means, he said, you didn't even know it was there, by the way. Give him something that's, you know, that's absolutely useless to you. And that moves the conversation forward. There's a funny line, I remember, when he gets, he's giving, um, he goes and he negotiates on John's behalf. I mean, on the, yeah, on John's behalf. And he says um, something, it's pretty funny. He says, a wise man once said, uh, you should never believe something simply because you want to believe it. And Danny's like, are you trying to present your own statements as, as ancient wisdom? And he's like, I'd never do that to you. But he, he talks her into doing this one, you know, he said, make a gesture, you know, that doesn't hurt you either way. So that you guys can kind of lean into a more productive discussion. Because he didn't need to come here. There is He didn't come here to bend the knee. He came yeah. here because, you know, he's seen some shit. And he wants, he needs your help. And I, I believe that if, if Mor- uh, Mormont has seen this, and he's seen this, then there's got to be something to it. So Tyrion believes. And. Well, I mean, he, he, he knows he knows Jon Snow. He knows that he's an honorable man. And he knows that he even said, like, what is it? All of his advisors said not to come. Right. And I would have advised him not to come. And he's but not he an idiot. He's, anyway. he's not a fool. And she takes the measure. If you're looking at the body language between the two of them when they're out on the, the great steps, 
she's looking into his face because she's seeing, she goes, I am going to take the Iron Throne. And he doesn't like whip out his dick and go, me too. He goes, look, you know, there'll be nothing to take if you don't listen to me. You know, because I have no doubt you're going to take it. But honestly, it's not going to be worth anything. And they can see, he can see how much she cares. And I think if you look at uh, Amelia Clark's performance, she plays it like she, there at the end, she's starting to listen to him. She's starting to see him for what he is a little bit. She's starting to feel him. What people were interpreting, I think, is sexual tension. I did not read as such because I don't look at every single fucking thing on screen as a ship. If that's your deal, awesome. I don't look at it that way. I think the character is looking at him and seeing his humanity because she says everybody likes, uh, she says everybody, something about everybody um, enjoys what they're good at because Tyrion likes talking. And he goes, I don't. And she's starting to get, like, this guy's not driven by ego. He's not, not bending the knee because he's power tripping. What do you think it was that he, he, he meant what he was good at? I took it for war and battle. I took it for being, well, Tyrion kind of says it for us. He said, you're both, um, you protect people from monsters. This is what you're both good at. She protected the, the slaves from their slave masters. And he's protected the wildlings and the people of the north from the White Walkers. So he's Tyrion is the guy. He's the only guy who's known these two people. He has a little bit of a history with Jon. He's a longer history with Danny, But he's really good at sizing people up. As a person who's been judged his entire life, he's a master um, at sizing up and then being able to summarize, right? So I think what Jon is good at in this case is, is being a protector. He's a natural. He's a man of his word. And he's a man of few words. And I think what he's good at is just, you know, protecting the little guy. You know, he has the heart of the people as Varys does in mind. Yeah, he's not. He's thinking about the realm. He's not thinking about thrones. No. He's not. He hands over his position to Sansa like, I'm going to lead because someone needs to understand this who gets it to lead. Not, I want a crown. Yeah. In in John's mind, I'm a bastard. At the end of this, they're still going to call me a bastard. I'm not in this for titles. I'm not in this for gold. I'm not in this for anything. Well, I mean, he's like singularly driven. I mean, he's he's seen the the Night's King, you know. And when he's talking to her, he says, "If you've seen what I've seen," and it it cuts to those those shots mm. where they're 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 escaping hard home, right? Yeah, hard home. Yeah, and um. You have the king, and he's just raising his arms up, and he's like, "If you have just seen what I've seen, yeah, talk about swinging your dick around, you know, your dick will be frozen off, Danny. It's like you won't, you won't have anything. Yeah. And this is what all I'm trying to do is save, save all of us from from the, the army of the dead. But okay, so we live in a world we don't have camera phones. He can't just like snap a video. Yeah, of he's it. like they're rowing, and this this and is what I was also, thinking. Yeah. It's like he's like he he pulls out his phone. He's like, okay, now go. <laughs> right? I got it. Okay, right. Wait, I'm gonna give. Damn, my my fingers are full of blood. I can't. It's not reading my thumbprint. <laughs> Torment, get this. Get your phone out. Right. Get your, you get your phone. Torment's like, I you know I got I got a flip phone, dude. It's like I'm before a wild before link. they even start. It's like somebody, if you have a chance, make sure you get. A photo. If you get a chance. And then, because, you know. Well, Denny would need a video because she'd probably think it was photoshopped. So here we are in this moment. And I I, I saw a, a, the beginning of understanding. As frustrating as it was for them not to just sort of run into each other's arms in slow-mo and get it. Because, obviously, we have people in the cast. We're not going to just tell Lena Headey to go home. <laughs> you gotta, Shit, I wish she'd go home. Yeah, I know. You're sick of the whole thing. But like I said, we got to still get – we got to get – King's Landing done. What I don't get, and I know John's a man of few words, that also doesn't help our cause because he doesn't come in and like, I'd be, I'd just be spewing all I knew. He doesn't walk in and go, got resurrected. Although Danny picked up. She goes, yeah. what do you think about that thing where he said, dagger through the heart? D- where Davos, you know, said something and, and John cut him off. Cut him off with a look. And she goes, what was that whole dagger in the heart thing? And Tyrion's like, oh, well, you know, forgive their flights of fancy. It's very dreary in the north. <laughs> it's just the way they talk. They like to be full of all hype and stuff. So I find that interesting that she she picks up on it. 
and Tyrion misses it. That it it's here's a guy who's been dream dream you know, Tyrion grew up reading. And here's the stuff that he's been reading about his entire childhood. And it, is there a prophecy about somebody dying? Did you... Well, I mean, he's read about Azor High and stuff like that, but he's he's also read about the what did he call it the the whatever those grimps and snumbling grumps and whatever in the woods they're real, like. Tyrion hasn't even seen a one-one yet. He hasn't seen a giant in the mammoth uh, army. He wasn't even there for any of that. Yeah. So until those guys rode north to the wall, those were also legends. Those were in, you know, old Nan stories. Well, it was just like, I'm thinking, you know, what would give Daenerys pause on that the, the those words of, you know, dagger to the heart? I mean, because well, you can just, well, you can let it go, but unless you know that... You know, unless you know that, you know, if you caught the glance of, of John to the, or, and, you know, the discussion maybe on the boat down, like, let's not tell anybody this. Well, there's a couple of things that could be hearkening to that. First of all, Lady has three dragons and has walked out of fire alive twice. Okay. So she's immune to heat. So she's going to probably be more tuned into like statements like that than anyone else. She's probably also read her history a little bit and knows that. Uh, the great Azor, uh, Azor Ahai's first sword was forged to the heart of Issa, his beloved wife. The Valerian sword that was plunged into the heart mm-hmm. of his wife and then became the great uh, Lightbringer uh, sword. So there's things to this. There's things to all these legends. But I think more than that, she's just she's seen wonders and been a part of them. She tells uh, John, I don't listen to fairy stories, though. And I, I hear all the prophecies and shit like that, but I've lived it. You know, I brought the Unsullied over here. I brought the Dothraki on wooden ships. They'd never been on a ship before. Never even seen one. Just get on the ship. No, no questions asked. And uh, and here she is saying, I, I'm, I believe it because I see it. That's also why she has a hard time, I think. Uh, John, with no camera phone on him, to not have seen it yet, she's just going to wait until she sees it. And I think he's trying to tell her, by then it'll be too late. Yeah. And your dragons uh, will only help you so much because they'll be – by the time we get here, if, if she waits, they'll be millions and millions. Yeah, they'll have already taken over most of the – Yeah, and they don't turn like – they don't need like four or five minutes to turn like walking dead zombies. These bitches are like World War Z zombies. Yeah, like that shit. You know, they're just falling off that cliff. Yeah. You know. So, okay, uh, real quick. So we, we cut to um, – so John is not exactly a prisoner, but he's not exactly being allowed to, to bounce. And she does acquiesce and say, okay, you can mine the dragon glass. So I think he's going to be there to be a foreman over that, um, knowing that it's getting done so he can load up his ship and take it back. He's got to stay there to take it back, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm trying to figure out logistically how that works because, I mean, I don't, I don't want him there. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. I have a feeling, and it might have even been foreshadowed in the next preview or so, is that I think he's going to get caught up in her bullshit anyway. I think he's going to get caught in the crossfire. She's in the middle of waging a war, so before he can get back to uh, Winterfell with his belly full of dragon glass, um, he's going to have to stay and be pulled into her drama for a little while, probably brooding and exhaling heavily the entire time. Um, so, Oh, I want to trip back to something on the beach that... I was just thinking about today. Isn't it true that Tyrion's battle tactics at uh, Blackwater Bay weren't those tactics the ones that killed Sir Davos's children, like all of his sons? In the books, it's multiple. On the show, it's at least his one son gets killed at Blackwater, correct? Yeah. So there is literally no glimpse of beef. Except for that Davos goes, unfortunately for me, unluckily for me, I was on the wrong side of that battle. Yeah. So, wow. Talk about, you know, forgiving. <laughs> you know? There was no beef there. I mean, I guess we don't have time for it, but I'm just saying. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Davos was like, he, that's why I don't understand the, you know, yeah. They just, they had this battle. His kids were killed. And Davos is like, yeah, I get it. They were killed. There's something bigger. Yeah. It's like, you know, and that's why I'm like this whole thing between John and, and Daenerys. I'm like, look at this guy. 
He just said he just laid the death of his kids and laid it aside and said, "I've got a, we've got a bigger thing here. I'm not mad at you, Tyrion. I'm not gonna, you know." Yeah. So I was kind of that 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 whole thing. I was kind of like, oh, it bugged you. Yeah, it, it did a little bit. I mean, that's legit. It's not. It's not like you know, like the you know storyline thing. I'm just like, come on now, come on, guys. And I and I I have the you know the 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 luxury of watching. I'm like you know, um, I'm like brand sort of. I know the whole history of what's happened. Right. You know, so I look at it differently, and I just was like a little disappointed. Not disappointed, maybe chapped that you know John and and um, and Daenerys, that whole thing went down that way. I'm not surprised it did. I'm not saying it shouldn't have, but I was like, "Fuck you guys, like, for real." <laughs> now I feel you. I do. It was frustrating when I was watching it late last night, but today I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. I get it." Yeah, I mean, it makes sense as for, you know as far as the story goes and and how it plays out. Because yeah, it's it's good, but being being just out of the story, I was I was fucking like, "Dude, guys." Get it together. Right now, you guys are sucking hard. So, a little side note of the way to the rest of this, and there's so, so much more to go. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but we get to the, the next one of these next scenes is Theon being uh, fished out of the drink. Uh, Theon, useless. And again, in a show that doesn't have a whole lot of time to spare, if we're spending any time showing you something, by God, it's going to be used in some sort of way. Not always the most importantly way. It could be B story, C story. But why are we keeping Theon's useless ass around? Now, this goes to a theory that I have on this side. Um, my The portion where Gendry actually finds Theon in the, the water is blown. So I guess that's not going to happen. But he is out to see maybe Gendry and Theon will run across from across to each other. So how does Theon play into this for me? It didn't happen in this episode. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Here's my personal theory. I have not looked this up on the internet. If somebody else has this theory, I'm not saying I copyrighted the bitch. It's just out of my own brain. This is what I'm thinking about the prophecy about Valencar. Uh, who is Cersei's killer going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be Theon, and here is why. Uh, once again, we see uh, Theon... Just useless Theon being once again given shade because they're like, he said, I tried to save her, but um, the Greyjoy sailors were like, well, if you tried to save her, you wouldn't be here. You'd be dead, dude. So you, you obviously didn't try hard enough. So what are we saving Theon for? I think he makes his way to King's Landing in one shape or form, sneaks in, gets in. And I think he's going to be the little brother that fulfills Maggie the Frog's prophecy. I think it's too obvious that it's going to be Tyrion. I think it's too obvious that it's going to be uh, Cersei's twin, Jaime, even though he's the younger of the twins by minutes. There's a lot of theorizing about that. I think this show is going to do a little twist, and I think that twist is going to be Theon kills Cersei in the throne room somewhere like that. Just throwing it out there. Just my little my little, my little uh, theory I'm throwing out there. He's the the little Valencar. He's a little brother. It doesn't say whose little brother. It doesn't no. say Cersei's little brother. It just says little brother. That's what I'm saying. And I guess I buried the lead in that whole whole way I put that together. But anyway, he's the little brother. He just happens to be Yara's little brother, not Cersei's. All right. So we got Euron parading uh, Yara and Ilaria and Tyene through the streets of King's Landing. Um, him and his eyeliner on high show. And he drags uh, these two, these three ladies. I know, man. By What's their up necks. with that eyeliner? Yeah, he's heavy on the eyeliner. He's just, uh, well, he's like, he's a yard sale, you and McGregor. What do you want? He's like Floki. He is Floki. He's Floki and you and McGregor if they had a baby, right? So he rolls up in there in the throne room. He's got the ladies. He's all swagger. He's saying, Cersei, here's your gift. Um, and he's like, this is. He thinks that he's going to give her, like, three women in chains, and he's going to get some. And she's looking at him, like, smacking him on the face, going, baby, you'll get all that you desire when this is all over. Which means I'm totally going to not give you what you want. I'm going to kill you because I'm Cersei. Eat a dick. And Yeah, when, got, I'm, when I'm done you, when, with you, I'm going to have you – I'm going to eliminate you. Head on the pike, yeah. He keeps mentioning that head on the pike thing. You guys love head on the pike. It's like, your, your head's going to be on the pike. You're going to be up there. And he's also mercilessly taunting Jamie uh, with talk of betting Cersei and asking him in, uh, advice on how to, like, bet her. And Jamie's like, so close to just losing his shit. But the big focus for me in the scene, and I think we both focused on this, was Alaria. Uh, you know, she's in chains. 
she's killed Marcella, Cersei's daughter. And Cersei's got Ilaria and her daughter Tyene right there. This is her favorite. This is Ilaria's. Ta- this is her child with Oberyn. And Ilaria just straight up spits on Cersei's spits at Cersei's feet, and the two of them looked like they were about to dismantle each other right there in front of the Iron Throne. But nope, Cersei's got something even better planned. And you know, even uh, Indira uh, Varma, who plays. Um, Alaria said this about uh, Alaria. She said um, she has no plan. She's not a leader. She doesn't think things through. She just, she gets her revenge. She, she kills her brother-in-law. She has no plan on how, she does no way to lead. She said she should be like focusing on how to lead Dorne and getting revenge or whatever, but she's over there like looking at Yara's butt, you know, just trying to chase tail. She's not focused on the job in front of her. So she wasn't surprised, the actress wasn't surprised when she got the call to like, you know, we're going to kill you. She's like, it lasted longer than I thought it was going to. But the death that she's given is interesting because here's Cersei. She's dreamt up like, she, she, likes, she loves her torture. She loves her um, justice. She's, she's finally in her power now. So she's getting to do things her way. And she throws Alaria and Tyene into a cell, and, that, and they've got to check out the mountain. There's the mountain standing right there. He killed Oberyn. Yeah. They're both, they have, uh, they're gagged, she chained to the rub, wall. She even rubs her face in the, you know, the crunching sound of Oberyn's skull. Yeah. There's a lot of just taunting about the mountain and how Oberyn died. And I'm noticing something. I was distracted, but I, I did notice Cersei's pink lipstick, because I'm like, Cersei doesn't wear lipstick. She's, she doesn't really roll with lipstick. She's not a big makeup lady. She doesn't have an eye going on. She's, she doesn't do like big dramatic makeup. She's kind of almost mannish in a way in the way she, uh, she's always been. Especially now with the short bob. Uh, the revenge bob. So I'm like, she's got that pink lipstick on. I didn't even put two and two together. And then she goes and kisses her and I'm like, oh my God, she is so gangster. Yeah. I didn't pick it up either until that the the kiss. Because this is how Alaria like, oh, killed Marcella. Yeah. She had poison lipstick on as she was leaving Dorne, and the girl died. I don't know how you know many minutes, hours later, she dies in Jamie's arms, Marcella. And this is how Jamie, I mean uh, Cersei, decides to kill Alaria. It is netballs, and they're gonna she's gonna have to sit there and watch her daughter, who's who's just barely within in within reach. She can't do anything to save her. She's gonna have to. Win. She's gonna keep her down there forever. She's gonna have to lay beside her daughter's corpse. And Indira um, Var- uh, Varma was talking about how she got the pages for this death scene, and she's like, "Wait a minute! I don't say anything, and I die off screen." And she was really pretty pissed when she first read it because you know she says, "An actor, you're looking for a, your business, what you're gonna be doing." And uh, she said, "Although I have to say, there was justice in the way she was dispatched." And I had to find something in just my facial expressions to do this. I think she did a hell of a job. No, she did. Uh, dying with literally no dialogue. Just grunts and tears. Grunts and tears and just looks of revenge and just pain and anguish. Yeah, so that's a wrap on... I did. I thought all the Sand Snakes were wiped out. I didn't realize the Tyene was spared. So it was just Obra and the other one that I can't remember. But Kyburn figures out um, the poison that Ilaria used to kill Marcella and recreates it. He's handy. Uh, this scene is also reminiscent of Rickard and Brandon being killed by the Mad King in the throne room where they can't reach each other. They can't save each other's life and one has to witness the death of the other or both at the same time. In this case, it would just be... So there's a lot of... Um, there's so a lot of similarities between Cersei and Ares, too. She goes to my next theory. You've heard me say this. We've said it on this, maybe this podcast. We probably even said it last week. But I, I'm more and more convinced that um, Jamie and Cersei are Ares' children. I think that he did bed Joanna long on, on about or after his wedding night, her wedding night to Tywin. And Tywin is probably suspected all along that these, uh, these, the twins are not his. Yeah, that, that theory 
Because she's certainly acting like a mad king to me. Yeah, that makes a lot. Of, it it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Whether or not it's true or not, I, I mean, it does make a lot of sense. A lot of a lot of things sort of, you know, the way they act sort of line up. Well, Joanna being the kind one, the good one, that's more reflected in Jamie's personality. But the Mad King is certainly put through the other twin, which is the oldest born, which would be Cersei. And, you know, she's she's used wildfire. She's incesty. They're both incesty. We know the Targs like they're incest. And her her... She doesn't, something that Alina says later, she says, I couldn't even begin to dream up the shit that Cersei does. Cersei's got, like, where does this coming from? And that's Targaryen shit right there to me. That is, that's not even influence. I think that's in the blood. And I think when Tyrion says to Tywin, what's going to really bug you, dude, is that I'm actually your son. I'm your only child that you've ever had and you treat me like dirt because these two kids over here are not yours. Yeah, And I think that's been the case the entire time. I would not be surprised if that's revealed because she's straight up acting Mad King. Yeah, it's weird. It's like people always, I mean, even in the, the dialogue between Jamie and between other characters with, with Jamie and Cersei and even with, um, I don't know if it was the same when Tywin was, was around, but everyone was alluding. Everyone kind of sort of made a sort of jape at, you know, you know you're, that your kids are, fucking or you know what is it like fuck your sister and shit like that but no one has ever said you know your dad's not your dad right you know well i mean you can imagine tywin tywin in his pride would never be able to say my two beautiful gorgeous twins are not mine that's a prideful thing a and b the the stunted one is actually my child. You could never. He would never admit that. No, he wouldn't admit that. But there would be, you know, that sort of snickering and talking, like they, like they do. Possibly so. Like, but then you'd you know, be giving away a big twist on the show. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess the re- the reason why they do it with with Jamie and and Cersei is like because we already know. Right, but so. I, I honestly think that that's coming. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, may never happen, but I think that's where we're going with that. Um. There's a little quick uh, meeting that sets us up for the big finish, but where Cersei's meeting with the dude from the Iron Bank in Bravos, and he's like, look, you're at, you're broke. You owe a lot of money. Uh, doesn't look too good for you. Again, why I think she's the Mad Queen. She's paranoid. She's drawing floor maps. Uh, she's got Kyburn. You know, the the other Mad King, you know, Mad Ruler had uh, a Kyburn type dude. Oh, it might have was it Kyburn? It might have even been Kyburn. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It wasn't. It was another crazy maester dude who was not doing right. Got kicked out of the Citadel or some shit. So it's either it's either was Kyburn or it's another dude. I don't know. So there's all this kind of Mad King behavior even in that. And with the Iron Bank, she's like, in a fortnight, you're going to get all this money back because Jamie pulls a, uh, a maneuver that he learned from Rob Stark at Whispering Wood he sends the troops, his real troops, to Highgarden to take Highgarden along with the Tarleys and their bannermen and puts a few dudes over at Casterly Rock and lets the Unsullied take it. Now, he's empty the larders. Uh, there's really nothing there to provision with. So the Unsullied are going to be stuck over there. This is all of the Unsullied are now stuck on shitty Casterly Rock, which was easy to get into because Tyrion designed the sewers. And um, got him in. I think he uses a brawn quote of like, give me 10 men and we'll impregnate the bitch uh, to get in there. And you think, oh, this is going to be this great victory. But we just hear the narration and some snippets of the battle because turns out Jamie's over here going, whatever, take Casterly Rock. It means nothing to anyone. Yeah. And we'll be back later on and pick off the Unsullied because that'll be easy. Meanwhile, he writes to Hard uh, High Garden, and I'd forgotten Bronn's riding along with him. Bronn is right there beside Jamie. He's on the other side of you know this battle from Tyrion, and they take uh, High Garden pretty easily. But before we get into that big crazy ending, let's talk about Jorah. Jorah straight up gets healed by Sam. Yeah, that was that was cool to see that. That was awesome. Um, what I love about Jorah's reaction is that he's a he's so grateful, but he reins it in because he's got to he's got to get out of there. He's got to make his way back to Danny, 
He acknowledges that Danny saved his life by sending him away to find a cure, and Sam saved his life. So he's been saved by these two people. And again, we wonder what Jorah's purpose is. It has to be something important. Everybody has a role to play. Uh, We kind of knew that um, Sam was going to heal him. But instead of like they put this in the medical journal from the Citadel, you know, Al's flying out with the great news, cure for grayscale, cure for grayscale, which is a big fucking deal. Um, Maester Slughorn makes him uh, be a human Xerox for, I don't know, that's going to be months of just copying old moldy, rotten texts. That's what he gets for his trouble. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, for me, I mean, maybe Maester Slughorn will do this. Maybe he'll send out a bunch of owls going, you know, here's the cure. But he says, he goes, "What, what did you do? And Sam goes, I read the books and followed the instructions. I Googled it and did what it said. So he didn't have to be, um, he doesn't have to be this person of magic or Sam is a person of magic and we don't know it. He's got a Valerian high, you know, great sword. He's got dragon glass. Uh, he's a small person who means a lot. He may be the most important person sitting in the Citadel right now. Yeah, well, and, and something we've always seen from Sam is that he doesn't complicate things. He really doesn't. You know, he doesn't make things too, too complicated for himself. And you so, like that about him, right? You know, maybe he just, like he said, I read the instructions. I read the instructions and uh, I did it. Did you think that he was going to whip out the Tarly sword and hand it to the knight? Yeah, we had talked about that, you know. Um, but they kind of hardly know each other. I mean, he did one man yeah. did save another man's life, but it's not. Is that Valerian sword worthy? You know, it'd be, it'd be different if Jorah cured, cured Sam. You know, and that was his payment. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, you know. yeah they, they hardly knew it. They hardly knew each other. So I guess, you know, that thought that we had was kind of tinfoil. But it would have been cool. But I guess it, it, it was kind of dumb. Yeah. A lot of it was dumb. I mean, there's some far fetched. I was just reading a bunch of theories today that are just still so, just so nutty. Um, like, you remember, uh, so again, another Mad King uh, behavior that Cersei is putting out there. Is when she's now she's just openly sleeping with her brother. She's just letting everybody see it. Everybody's talked about it. And there's been no solid proof until now. This is the very thing that the Septon paraded her through the streets for and all this kind of shit and was going to put her on trial for was that she was banging her brother and they had three kids. Now she's just leaving the door open for servants to see. And they all knew they all uh, have the Cersei uh, shame bob. That's the new hairdo of the day. And they're wearing the black leather, you know, uh, queen tour. Like her uh, stormtroopers, yeah, imperial her, guard. Yeah, that's her deal. And then the servant standing there just sees, you know, bro Jamie just laying up in the bed, having spent the night, and he's warning his sister to use caution, and she's like, fuck all that, you know, I'm I'm the queen now, this is how I roll. There was a theory that the the, the servant standing there with her short bob and her uh, dark outfit on, that that might be Arya, but logistically, they're just not going to do that to you guys. Uh, she's headed for Winterfell, straight up. There's no... The 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 many faced god is not a bird, not a merman. There's no teleporter kind of situation uh, in Westeros, so I don't agree with that one. It was just sort of heavily leaned upon this morning, and I was like, no, I don't hmm. believe that one. So we get to the last that last scene, and I gotta say. I have enjoyed Diana Rigg for decades. She's been around for a long time. She was in, what, was it The Avenger? Uh, She's had a crazy good career. She's been the, the raging beauty. And then she's also, you know, she's played character parts. But I think this is probably one of her finest performances is as uh, Lady Olena and obviously High Garden has fallen um, I want to make sure I get this show right that she was on The Avengers yeah she's on the TV show The Avengers from 1965 to 1968 just dozens and dozens of, of titles that she's been in she's been great so Lady, here's Lady Olena she's fallen she's taking it in stride she's kind of lost everything anyway Jamie walks into our chambers and she's like, is it done? He goes, it is. And she's like, at least did we fight well? And he's like, yeah, you know, better than could be, could, could have been expected. 
you guys did all right. She's like, well, we are the Golden Rose. We're not kind of really, we're not really known for fighting. And we get into a scene where Diana Rigg never stands up. No, she doesn't. Like, not once. And gets one of the best deaths, one of the best death scenes, I think, on the show, just because she acts the shit out of it and just kills it. Seated. I, I'm, she, I, she might have even taken her elbows off the table once or twice, but basically she just doesn't move. It's all in her face. It's like a master class in how to act. And uh, they gave all the blocking to, um, to Jamie's character. They gave it all to him. And they finally get down to... He, she, she kind of insults uh, him and his family. She's like, she calls Joffrey a cunt. She calls Cersei a monster and a disease. And she pretty much tells him, you know, she's mad and she'll be the end of you. And he's sort of like, probably, but, you know, I'm going to discuss it with you. And she started to get Jamie's goat. Like, Jamie's never really traded barbs uh, with the Queen of Thorns. And up until now, I don't think he's gotten any real dose of her. Like, he's seen her in action here and there, but like, this is one-on-one. And so she's like, so how is it to be done? meaning her death, and he said, well, you know, Cersei wanted to uh, whip you through the streets and then, you know, behead you in front of the Red Keep or have her flayed alive and hang her from the walls of King's Landing. He said, I talked her out of that. And ironically, without knowing this, Jamie has done something very poetic. He's talked um, Cersei into letting her kill Alina with poison. And he has poured it in her wine. And he's... And she said, will it be painful? And he says, no. So she just leans over, downs it, right? He doesn't say what potion it is. No, I think it's uh, the long... I don't know if it's the long farewell. I think well, the what, long farewell is the, the one that... That's what Hilarious... Yeah, and that was painful. That's so, what a tyene has been uh, given. But I think this one is... Uh, and I don't remember the one that Joffrey was given to Joffrey. I want to say that was the Tears of, uh, tears of Lysine. Oh, the or Tears of... Tears of yeah, Lys, or whatever yeah. it is. But this one we don't know. Um, I'd be yellow jasmine. I have no idea. I'm sure somebody on the internet knows that. But so she she downs it, and then she starts. <laughs> oh my god, it's so awesome. She starts going into good. Um, funny thing about the way your son died. You know, poison. I didn't know anything about it. It wasn't what I intended. I'd never seen the poison work, and now Jamie's starting to get that. This lady is telling him, I poisoned your son and i didn't know it was going to do that but wow yeah that was kind of gangster i'd never seen the poison work before and then as she looks up into jamie's face she says tell cersei i want her to know it was me and i was like it's all in jamie's face she's just deadpan and his whole the way that jamie straightens his forehead out it's like what just happened? Now, this is where I thought he was going to use widow's whale on her. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I sort of agreed when you with you when you said that. I was expecting her him to just you know pull the the sword out and kill her, but he just walks out. He just walks out. I think I think because he realizes that you know I don't think Jamie's a dumb guy at all, but I think he's way in over his head. I think his sister's smarter than him. I think a lot of people around him are smarter than him, and his dumb allegiance and blindness to Cersei is going to get him killed. I think he's a plain guy who just wants to fight and screw his sister. You know, he, he would have been happy at Casterly Rock, just chilling and throwing back. He's a vacation dad. You know, he just wants to hang. He doesn't want to really be in charge of anything. And he's always been used as a tool by whatever force or the other. So I kind of feel bad for him in this scene. You know, that's his child she's talking about. That's not just a dig at Cersei. That's, I did this to your kid, even though we can all agree it kind of sucks. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she just straight out said this was your kid. It was kind of like, because, I mean. Oh, she knows. Yeah. Well, they know. Well, she says, you know, you can confide in me because I don't think I want to talk to you about it. She goes, who, who better to talk to? Yeah. I'm about to be out of here. You can tell me anything. Yeah. And then she goes, yeah, you're right. Maybe we shouldn't sit here and chit chat about it. So let me just tell you this one thing I know about your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, it was, it was a great death. Don't you think? So. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was, and you know, the way they closed it out. 
No. That was gangster. It was gangster. Diana Rigg was so good. I'm going to miss her. But I'm glad that they gave her this, probably one of my favorite deaths in Game of Thrones, I have to say. I mean, when I say favorite, like Hodor's was heartbreaking. That's the one we just won't ever forget. There's been a lot of deaths on the show, but I have to say this is going to be probably so far standing. There's a lot of people coming who are going to die. Um, yeah. Oh, what we didn't cover was Bran rolling up to uh, Winterfell. Did we talk about Bran rolling up to Winterfell? No. Kind of buried the lead there. So Bran rolls up to Winterfell. He's all like, I know everything. Um, and it's funny because before he shows up, Littlefinger is giving Sansa some advice that I found very interesting. He said, you should be able to, you know, don't fight the war in the South. Don't fight the, fight the war in the South, fight the war in the North, or don't. Just see it from all angles. See all of these storylines running at the same time, all the possibilities. If you live that way, nothing will surprise you. And if you run all the different scenarios, it'll be like you've, this is not, nothing will be new to you, right? That you have seen this before. So he gives her this little speech, and then she's given, like, the, the nod that there's someone at the gates of Winterfell, and it's Bran rolling back. So there you go. Who knows everything all at once? That would be Bran. Yeah. That was a cool scene. I like that. when they. It was like when, when John and Sansa reunited. The only difference is that Bran just did not hug her back. <laughs> Bran's all, like, dead inside. He just knows too much. He's seen some shit. Yeah, he's got, like, he's just straight staring forward. No emotion. Kind of like Arya was when she was eating that pie. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, he's a, uh, yeah. So, he did, you know, he tells her, they go and sit by the Godwood tree, which I think was a foreshadowing of him becoming the, the Godwood tree and the, the main Godwood tree in Winterfeld. I'm going to hold on to that one. That's my old chestnut. I think that's where he's going to end up being. And he's trying to tell her he's a three-eyed raven. And she's like, I don't know what the hell. I just saw you. You just showed back up at home. You're going to be the lord of Winterfell. And he's like, I'm not going to be the lord of anything. I'm the three-eyed raven. And she's like, what are you talking about, Willis? I don't understand what this is. And it's kind of hard to explain. And then he starts telling her how he saw her wedding night and what she was wearing. And how hard it was, you know, it must have been really hard for her to have this happen to her and then here in our home. And she just gets up abruptly and is like, I got to go. He's like, well, I'll just sit here a little while longer. I'm like, dude, stone cold Steve Austin over here. Just like, he's, he's different. He's, he's not the little boy that she knew. Yeah. Um, this is not a uh, heartwarming reunion. So I think Sansa's going to be totally bummed out. When Arya rolls up and she's going to be dead inside, she's going to be like, what is it about when people come home? John's the only one I get a hug from. You're all so messed up. But uh, then you've got Bran, who if I was three-eyed Raven, I would be a bad one. I'd just be blurting all the shit I knew. Oh, by the way, did you know that John is a Targaryen and Stark? Blah, 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 blah. But he doesn't do that. All he says to her is, um, I, need to tell, I need to see John. I've got to tell him something pretty, pretty important. Yeah, that's when I was like, you know, because I want I want to see all the all the Stark family back up in Winterfell. I think, you know, that'll make. I just I don't know. I just want to see them all back up there and see what they do with that. Yeah. Because I understand that there's, you know, there's shit at the wall that needs to be taken care of, and who better to have than all you know the northern kids up there? I just don't think we're going to be able to settle in too much. I think. Uh... There's going to be a breach of the wall soon enough. I don't know if the wildlings are going to be able to hold it. We just don't have enough men. And, you know, Sansa's walking around Winterfell saying, we don't even have enough food past a year and some days. We're going to have to call in provisions from the other northern houses. By the way, shouldn't you be putting, like, leather on those metal uh, armor plates, breast armor plates? Um, she's a practical leader, if nothing else, of... And she wants it to be like Catelyn would have had it. You know, here's here's how she's actually probably more on it than Catelyn ever was because she's yeah. looking at war and has been to war and has seen it firsthand like this, like in the battles. Even though Catelyn was there with Rob, but she's taking more of a lead and getting on top of it. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be what she expected to be either. Either well, I think yeah. pretty soon they're going to be yeah. at at their gates. It's funny she always wanted to be a queen, but I don't think she ever thought herself as being like a wartime leader yeah well she's and she's proving to be pretty you know. good at it and i think it's you know she's obviously been through some shit some hell and back you know she's been uh the wife of uh 
two douchebags and one cool dude, but he was a fugitive and they didn't really get a chance to know each other. So, um, that'll be interesting to see how she plays out. But so far she's like, as John says, you know, she's starting to, to, she's showing it. She's showing who she is. So we'll, we'll see. But we know Arya's, I think we'll see that reunion in the next episode. Yeah. Hopefully. That'll be nice. I think we're not going to be waiting on a whole lot to happen. So. Final thoughts. Do you have any theories? Um, well, I don't have any theories that we haven't talked about either this week or last week. Nothing that really jumps out at you. Like... No, it's just, it's just what I want to see happen and what's going to happen. So it's, you know. I'm not shipping anybody or... You're not a big shipper, though. Yeah, it's just... I don't think I am either. I just, uh, I can kind of see when, like, something's going to sort of happen. Like, I, I honestly don't think Bree and Tormund are ever going to get a chance to get together unless they live through all of this shit and they give us a little yuck-yuck in season eight or at the end of this. I mean, I just don't... They don't really kind of let these things happen too much, do they? It's not a big shipping show. No. Am I missing something? People don't normally have like looky loos, and then the next thing you know, you're like, "Oh damn, they're together." Or am I just skating over all of that? Uh, I mean, maybe with Alaria and Yara, but like that, that lasted all of like five yeah, seconds. And then they the got Masande you know, and the like ship blocked. Thing. Yeah, and then Masande but, and. I mean, no, I don't think we so. don't have time for that kind of mess anymore. I just think we I had mean, Shay and Tyrion, but that didn't work out either. I just think if you get, if you get, Brandon Stark, Arya Stark, and Jon Snow, and you know, maybe even like Sam Tarley up in the same room at the same time, they have a better chance of surviving. The fact that everyone's so spread out and it takes so long to get messages to people. Well, see, for me, I think it's completely opposite. I think you've got Sam's knowledge in the Citadel. He's able to put his hand to information and he can text people. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Eventually, you get all these guys in the same room because they all have the information. Yeah. Like right now, everyone's everywhere. Well, I mean, you know, and, so, and can Arya uh, face John swap with to, White Walker? I don't know. And yeah. what's, you, what's her purpose and use going to be in Winterfell? Because right now, you know, there's got to be a threat coming for Winterfell soon enough because we've got to heat that that up. We've got to set that stage, right? So I think some bad shit's going to happen in the North. I think some really, really, really bad shit's going to happen in the North while this yeah. stupid war that's going on with Cersei and her enemies are happening up here. And Danny's not convinced yet. I think we're going to see a big old war. Uh, the next episode is called The Spoils of War, which tells me there's a battle. And then Danny rolls up and goes, eh, I really don't want my, I don't like my hat and t-shirt. Uh, who cares? And let's go for the ring. You'll find out that the ring is not even worth it. The trophy's not worth it. So I think we're on our way to that place. But I think what's happening is you'll get all the Starks together and they'll be like, shit's coming. It'll be uh, a big White Walker fuckstorm coming over the wall. Yeah, I mean, they come over and there's already, I mean, they already have the North. I mean, it's like, and I guess shit really has to hit the fan for, for them to see. I just, I just didn't like the way they, like the whole, I, I just, I, cause I wanted the, I wanted John and, and, and Daenerys to meet so bad. You wanted them to show up in the throne room and have their own special, like 45 second long secret fucking handshake where they just snap hands and turn around and spin around no and i i wanted i wanted them to all be on the same page and be okay let's get shit done well i think that might happen you know? within the next episode or two though i don't think we're going to have a whole lot of time with convincing unless that's what we do throughout season seven maybe the slow burn of season seven is danny's got to see to believe because she's got other fish to fry literally got to go fry some of king's landing yeah Maybe so. We're going to have the big death of, of Queen Cersei in season seven, so don't you never mind. That'll be good to see. I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of, of her pulling focus. You're tired of her scheming? Yeah, it's pointless. Tired of her monologuing and her deaths. Well, we can see what she's going to do. She's going to have her run. I'm already bored with it. It's like, okay, you're, you're the mad king. The only thing I want to see is revealed is that Jamie and Cersei are Targaryens. Would that change Danny's mind if she knew they were relatives? Uh, will that be the pause on the wheel before she scorches them alive? Who's going to know that? Bran. Where's Bran? Winterfell. Yeah, um, see, that's the thing. I mean, it, like, is Bran going to bother sending ravens to Cersei and Jamie? Probably not. He's just going to tell John, you're a targ. Chill. Yeah. Right? You guys calm down, get to know each other, that whole Tarin and Aegon thing. 
See, I think snap. I think I think once Bran gets a chance to talk to John, you'll be good. That'll be like, you know, that that's the first bit of information. It's like at the trade deadline, and once one person moves, then the rest of the the the, the people start to move because the board has been set. So once we John knows that who he is, you know, then all these other things will start to happen. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for that to happen. You want that to happen right now? Yeah. I don't want to see John get caught up in some stupid King's Landing war. I just want him to go back home, send, get the people to transfer the dragon glass, and talk to your little brother or talk to your cousin because he's got some shit to tell you. On a very special half hour of Game of Thrones produced by Ian Cragen. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I get it. It's frustrating to watch it. But at this point, I'm so happy that we're never going back to Dorne again. And um, they gave Olena a good death. I'm kind of, I'm cool. I can sit back and watch it happen. I don't want to see, they didn't even, they didn't even bother giving us a long uh, drawn out siege of Casterly Rock, which I was not no. looking forward to. I'm like, I don't want to see the siege of Casterly Rock. I don't want to see it. Yeah. And then it turns out we don't get a siege because I left like, what, 15 dudes and no food. Well, they're definitely, I mean, they're clearing the chessboard. I mean, even like we didn't even, we saw Yara get taken away and who knows what happens to her. Who knows? I mean, again, little brother will show up to rescue her. We need her for my theory to work. We need Yara to stay there so Theon can come to save her and he'll kill uh, Cersei. And we'll be cool with it. I think how whatever death they give Cersei will be cool with it. But I think little brothers, Theon, just hanging on to that. Just saying. Yeah. Probably a long shot. What if it, yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. Or it might just be Jamie. Maybe J- Jamie put the Mad King down last time. And there's always been the theory that he'll have to put down the Mad Queen. Well, she's got to do something. I mean, love her baby mama, so. She's got to do something to make him change. Because right now, he's just all up on the train. He is drinking the Kool-Aid. He's getting to be fancy free with his lady. You know, even even after having your your son commit suicide, he's able to overlook that. You know, some parents are just about the relationship. So. They're not in it for the kids. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Oh, the Targs. Gotta love the Targs. That's going to be it for us. I think uh, we're going to be back, obviously, uh, for the Spoils of War. That's episode four of season seven. We don't have that many. They're not too far away uh, for the end of the season. So just think about it. If we're really doing seven episodes in, in season seven. Yeah, that means we have, what was this? We have... Uh, four left can we check on that how many episodes in season seven um i don't know i don't i don't understand i don't give us some dead air to look that up but if that's true uh we're very very uh close to the end of this even if it were a straight 10 we're we're on our way we only have you know a handful of episodes to get us to the end of the season so i mean they have to i think they're going to do exactly what you want them to do so never fear yeah i hope so uh, have a good week. Uh, if you haven't watched Last Chance You on Netflix, we just watched it. We're probably not going to do a podcast on it, but just if you get a chance to watch something on uh, Netflix and you want to watch how um, D1 football works in Scuba, Mississippi, you can now binge. JC. 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 Sorry, Juco. Um, to get to D1. Sorry, I don't know my football, my foot, yeah. sp- my foot sports ball, sports baller sports ball. stuff. Uh, so that that's the Last Chance You. Seasons one, seasons two. What else? What did we watch that was really good? Vikings now is on Hulu, apparently. Well, we, I was thrown off by that, and I'll tell you why. They, season four and season five are all within season four. So season episode ten of season four, that story ended, and then episode eleven, season four, last season on Vikings. I'm like, there's no reason we could find it. Yeah. History Channel, get your shit together. It's a good show, but it's buried. It's really hard to know where it lives. Can't see it on the app, even though I pay for cable. You pull it down before I can get there, and I had to wait around for a while for it to get on Hulu. So I don't know what you're doing over there, but you're making it really hard for us to watch a show. It's like, like the Great like, British Bake Off. Yeah, it's, it's like, the same like you way. said. It's like PBS. Or is it PBS? Yeah, it's PBS. That? It's like you want me to pay $5 for a pass, but I already pay for cable, and I can't see it on demand. And it's PBS. It's public broadcasting, bitches. Yeah, and it's again, on. It's on straight. Ne- it's on straight like antenna TV. Yeah, so not doing it, guys. Ridiculous. Yeah, let, help me help you guys. So uh, yeah, there's some good things to watch out there. We're still watching our other regular shows, and uh, we'll be back next week. And we yeah. hope that you have a great week. Then we'll have more Game of Thrones theories, or not? Or not? 
or I'll get disproved about my Theon theory. Well, I mean, if it's your, if it, if it's if it's Theon, I don't think it's going to happen till like the end of the sure possibly the season. Sure. I just think we won't see it coming. And um, again, I haven't read that theory anywhere. I really haven't. So if somebody else has it, great. You and I are we're theory sister and, and brethren. So don't get mad at me. I'm not trying to like copyright anything, or I'm not trying to be the smarty pants and nose either. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to give it to us straight. And I don't know if we're ever going to see Clegg and Bull, but whatever. You guys have a good week. Uh, uh, hydrate. Take care of yourself. Uh, don't text and drive. Don't sass back to your grandma. I don't know. <laughs> Take care, y'all. <laughs>